Well, should I talk about that? You know what we should do? My other trip. Stick around to the end of the podcast, and you'll hear about Julie's story of David. Oh, that's a good idea. I can talk about that because it's a really. It's a good story. It's funny. It's one of her travel stories. Yeah, the thing is, you get kicked out of a lot of places. Almost, (laughs) I do not get kicked out of a lot of places. I just, you know. (laughs) Anyway, stay tuned for the story. Stay tuned for the story afterwards. Welcome to the Casa de Confidence podcast, a podcast for women about going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca Collins. I am a dreamer, a traveler, visionary, risk taker. I am a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, a supporter of women in their dreams. If you've stumbled into our casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, I'm so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home. Well, the weather outside is not quite frightful. It's frightful, all right. But it's going to be tomorrow. It's frightful now. It's three degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, but we're getting like six feet or so of snow 12. tomorrow. We're getting 12. Shh. I'm 12. wishing it to six. Because guess who's going to be out there shoveling it? Not me, that's not for sure. Not the princess on her pee mattress. On her pee mattress. Lay on pee. Oh, pee. 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 So, how are you today, Julie? And what are you drinking? I am drinking. Stop. Yes. You should be drinking hot chocolate because it's National Hot Chocolate Day. Maybe I'll make a hot chocolate martini later. You don't have to put alcohol in everything. You realize that, right? Listen, I decided to have a dry January as of Monday. <laughs> that was a good run. <laughs> good run, babe. I was successful so proud at my you. dry January. I am so proud of you. That's right. That was a whole week. Week. No, not even. Seven kinda. days. If I make it through today, it'll be seven days. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So. Yes, Daniel Collins. What's new with you? What's new with me? Well, yesterday, I, after knowing that I did not have COVID, although, you know, I did have the first vaccine, I did travel, but then I came back and I didn't have it. But anyway, um, I met my girlfriends for brunch. Brunch. My favorite meal. Your favorite meal of the day. (laughs) (laughs) It was my favorite meal. So I met my friend uh, Erica and Tisa and Bree. Awesome. And we went to the place to be. The place to be? Oh, that place is so loud. That's because you're an old man now. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I am, right? It's funny. uh, I was on TikTok yesterday you were in tiktok yesterday yeah yeah i'm not that old i'm on tiktok right but anyway i put on the old man filter mm-hmm. there's no difference <laughs> i look the same it tries to color my hair gray but i don't have enough hair in the front to do it 
<laughs> you know what was really funny? I had I as I was getting ready to go, I didn't get to sleep right away. I had a hard time falling asleep and you know, I got up and I was like, "Ugh, okay, I'm just going to throw some clothes on and go." And then all of a sudden I was like, "Wait a minute. All the millennials on Instagram are going to be there gramming themselves. I need to look a little decent." So, I I dressed nicely and, you know, well, okay, I dressed fashionably and um i'm like oh i hope i'm not overdressed you know because you know the girls last time we met it, it was only brie and tisa and i we were all in like gym mm-hmm. shorts or clothes or whatever when we met for coffee on a saturday and i show up and they were all appropriately dressed like myself we were all wearing um animal print scarves which was an interesting thing we didn't get a picture of that but uh anyway we got bottomless drinks Oh, wait a minute. Shoot. I didn't, I guess I messed up dry January yesterday. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh. Okay. Well, so much right. for that. Make me a hot cocoa with some Baileys, please. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I guess if you're having a boozy brunch, you can't have dry January. Huh. Boozy or bougie? Both. It was a bougie, boozy <laughs> brunch. Maybe I should trademark that. Bougie booze. I'm pretty sure somebody has that one. Mm, I don't know. Get on it. Bougie booze. Get on it. Anyway. Anyhow. Trademark. So. Say it right now. Say it right now. Trademark. Trademark. Bougie (laughs) boozy brunch. Okay. I have been reading a really amazing book. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this book and get your opinion on it. Okay. So I am on, I'm on, I'm in a, I'm in a book club with Pat Flynn. Shout out to Pat Flynn and the SPI pros. Um, And it is called The War of Art. And it is a phenomenal book. I, I really, I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's new to me. Yeah. Hundreds of years. Really? You've read this? Yeah. The Art of War. Not The Art of War. By Chung Tzu, right? No. Thousands of years. It's the War of Art. Oh, not the, oh, it's a play on the art of war. It's by Stephen Pressfield. It's Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. See, the art of war is by Sun Chu. It was originally 5th century. Gotcha. B.C. Well, I would not be reading that. The Art of War? You've never read The Art of War? Oh, did you? What's your favorite pretty, quote from that? Well, The Art of War, actually, <coughs> most successful business people would have read that. Okay, well, I am a successful business person that's not may not be reading that because I have a lot of other books that I have on my list. But this particular book I have to tell you, the you war, must. The War of Art. The War of Art. All right, I'm in. You must. I'm going to read it to you. I think this is going to be our new nighttime reading. You're going to read it to me? Yeah. Oh, I'll be asleep in two seconds flat. There you go. So, okay. Because you have such a soothing voice. Mm. So here's one of my favorite quotes, and I'm going to read it to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. I need to pull it up. Oh, for the love. 
Okay, stand, stand, stand by, please, please stand, stand by. Okay, here's here it is. I should and, have played the intro music while I was waiting. Oh, in we would other, have saved time. Okay, in other words, none of us are born as passive, generic blobs, waiting for the world to stamp out its imprint on us. Instead, we show our possessive already. Our, our we show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> fix that fix that i'm not fixing that okay i'm gonna start all over again just be who you are <laughs> take your stamp and make your print on the blob of what we call earth okay let me finish reading this okay i'm gonna start all over in other words none of us are born passive generic blobs waiting for the world to stamp its imprint on us instead we show up possessing already a highly refined and individua- individuated individuated soul. <laughs> Another way of thinking of this is we're not born with unlimited choices. We can't be everything we want to be. We come into the world with a specific personal destiny. We have a job to do, a calling to enact, to self to become we are who we are from the cradle and we're struck stuck with it our job is in this lifetime is not to shape ourselves into the ideal image we imagine we ought to be but to find out who we already are and become it you seem to disagree with this quote yeah not a big not a big predestiny guy but i understand what he's trying to say he's trying to say like um Michelangelo, he sees the stone and he chips away at what was there at already. what was there already, kind of thing. And that was I, Michelangelo, right? Yeah, that was Michelangelo. He created the David. Did yeah, I ever tell you the, the story of me seeing the David? What did I tell you the story of seeing seeing David in Italy? Yes, yes. Oh, I was going to tell the story. It's a fun story. I've heard it. The listeners haven't. Well, should I talk about that? You know what we should do? My other trip. Stick around to the end of the podcast and you'll hear about Julie's story of David. Oh, that's a good idea. I can talk about that because it's a really. It's a good story. It's funny. It's one of her travel stories. Yeah. The thing is, you get kicked out of a lot of places almost. (laughs) I do not get kicked out of a lot of places. I just, you know. (laughs) Anyway, stay tuned for the story. Stay tuned for the story afterwards. Hey, Julie. Why don't you tell our guests about our guest this week, Laura Castro. Laura Castro and I met because we seem to hang out with the same crowd, the crowd that believes that we can become a better version of ourselves. And Laura and her sister Gabby are from Argentina, which this, oh, talk about another place I'd love to visit is Argentina. If you've never been to Argentina, you must. It is in South America. And if you love good food, and if you love beautiful architecture, this I should do a travel show because I love traveling. But I've never been to Argentina. I know a little bit of. I know what um, Eva Perón was Argentina, correct? Yes, actually, you know where I stayed? I stayed in La Recoleta, which is the hotel was in the Recoleta, which is an area, and it's across the street from the. Um, cemetery where Eva Peron is um, 
is is interred. buried. Mm-hmm. Not interred, because she's got like this big monumental I'm monument. I'm not sure what interred mean. I was just trying to sound use mm. a bigger word for there you go for you know. When I went to Argentina, I went there for five days. I actually rode my bike all over the city. We took a bike tour and. Well, you know, my life was in my hands because they have like nine lanes of traffic, but I was able to see all of it. And and I love the culture. I love the food, the people. Um, some of my favorite people are from Argentina. My friend in Spain, Elsa, who just had a birthday this week, who I met in the Camino de Santiago is from Argentina and cool. from Buenos Aires. Me. Anyhow. But Laura is just another like-minded woman. You know, her favorite quote, and I have to share this because I do believe that all of us need to really be able to uh, keep this in mind. I have many quotes, she says, but the difference between who you are and who you become lays on what you do every day. And that's by Tony Robbins. And this goes along with a lot of what my book the war of art also talks about because it is very important for us to realize that we have fears and we have all these self doubt and resistance in our life. And ultimately the way that we can become a better version of who we are meant to be is by understanding that that resistance and really going forward. And the other thing too, that this book talks about, by the way, not to, you know, make, I mean, I'm making a full circle, but the other thing that I loved about it is that the difference between the amateur and the pro is the one that shows up consistently. Well, I can get with that. You can get with that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I will turn it over to you so that you can lead us into our guest, Laura Castro. Ooh, this is my part. And yeah, by the way, her website is Reinventate con Propósito, and that's Reinvent Yourself with Purpose, and I can get behind that. Very good. So, on with your conversation with Laura Castro. Everybody, I am super thrilled that I have connected with someone who is a beautiful person. I met her as I seem to meet a lot of people <laughs> in in the world wide web, but she is so phenomenal that she has agreed to be a guest at Casa de Confidence and I want to uh, welcome Laura Castro. Laura Right? Laura. Laura yes. Castro. And she is a fellow uh, Latinx. And, uh, she has uh, some amazing stories in life overall. And I just love her positivity. I'm going to let her introduce herself. So welcome to Casa de Confidence, Laura. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for the beautiful welcome um, and your kind words. Um, so... Um, Ask me anything. Who are you? Tell the listeners who are you. Who am what I? do you do? Okay. I mean, I I'm not going to do you justice. I mean, I okay. can read what you do and what where you come from, but tell us about you. Okay. Um. So I'm a coach. Um. And something that I uh, I don't know if you know is that I've recently partnered with my sister, who is another as also coach, and I'm super thrilled. Um. On a new venture. So uh, we just created this business called Reinventate con Propósito, where um, we are focusing on helping um, Spanish-speaking 
women and men. So, uh, you know, you said Latinx and yes, I'm, I'm shifting from um, right now helping women um, of, take their obstacles or limitations mm -hmm. and take them into opportunities. Um, mm. to now working with my sister, uh -huh. um, basically our mission is helping women and men um, turn their life into a purposely lived life. I so, love that. You know, start living with purpose, basically. Yeah, living with purpose is such an important thing. And this is, you know, when you and I spoke originally and connected, I just felt that you, you've you had such an interesting background and really everything that you and I spoke about originally really resonated with me because you are someone who understands the, the need to be able to live a life with purpose, to be able to be really mindful about how you're living your life. And you also understand that when you um, understand yourself and you're growing and you have the right kind of mindset, you build your own confidence. So I think that that's one of the reasons that I felt that you would be a great visitor to Casa de Confidence and your story and your wisdom would really resonate with the listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I've, I've, As you said, my background is very diverse. Um, mm -hmm. it's, I, I've done many things in my life. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons um, my sister and myself called um, the business Reinventate con Propósito mm -hmm. because I've been reinventing myself and following my purpose mm -hmm. um, from the, the beginning, basically. I love that. So tell us a little bit about um, your story. Um, I know that you live in, in LA. Is that correct? Did yes. I guess? Yeah, I remember that correctly. Uh, so you live in LA. And how did you get to live in LA? I mean, you didn't, did you know, where did you come from? Okay, so I'm from Argentina. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up coming here to live following the love of my life, my uh -huh. husband. Um, so we were high school best friends, mm -hmm. uh, but I was always in love with him and he came here because his father was living here. Um, and once he was visiting Argentina, we started dating and I came here to move him back to Argentina <laughs> and voila, I'm still here. <laughs> voila, you're still here. Now I have to tell you that I have been to Argentina. I've been to Buenos Aires and Argentina is probably one of my favorite countries. And I, I again, I, I, I don't sell, say that lightly. Buenos Aires, it's a beautiful city. It reminds me a lot of Paris. For anyone who hasn't been, uh, you must put it on your list. And the culture yeah. and the music and really food. the food, the wine. Oh, don't <laughs> even get me started on all of that. But it's certainly, it's such, a, it's a beautiful place. And I think that the other thing that really speaks to me is that Um, Argentinians are fun, loving, excellent people who are very welcoming and fun, really. So I, I, I that's Thank why you for I, that. I, I connected <laughs> with you so much for that. So you moved to um, a new country. You you moved to be with the love of your life, even though you were trying to get him back to Argentina. And yeah. tell me, what was it like to adjust to being in a new place? Um, at the beginning, I kind of didn't take it um, like I was going to stay here. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was vacationing. Um, so it was great at the beginning mm -hmm. until I started realizing that I was 
staying longer that that I wanted. It uh-huh. took me about three years to actually um, get my mind around it. Yeah, uh-huh. and during the first three years, um, it was funny because I I would not. Uh, I was having friends, I was making relationships, but mm-hmm. I was not getting attached okay. to um, the people in my life at that moment because I was like, okay, by the end of the year, I'm going back to Argentina. Mm-hmm. And one more year. Okay. okay. So by the end of this year, I'm going back to Argentina and another year. <laughs> so um, the third year, I think it hit me and I was like, okay, what am I doing? I'm living here. I need to really connect with people, um, get attached, you know, open myself and really start living because there's no point for me to be in both places at the same time. My heart was split in, in two. So um, mm. I think it was the third year that I started really enjoying living here in L.A., I, I think that, that you 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 really are hitting it on the head. I think that sometimes when we don't allow us to be in the present moment and when we are looking to the future or looking for something that we may not have in the current moment, then it, it, it sort of is a stumbling from really fully enjoying. And I think that you were thinking, I'm going to Argentina, so you weren't really creating some roots here. So um, that's the, how did it change to really start to create roots in in, in your new home um actually there's two things one is I I agree completely with what you said but I was um I think I was doing both things I was okay one um looking you know not allowing myself to live in the present moment looking at the future of going back and I also was holding ideals of Mm. the past of the past yeah absolutely that's what uh, tends to create um, depression or anxiety in many of yeah. us, right? When we are living, oh, you know, back when, or, you know, things were so or much better home, then. Or back it was home, better. Right, it was, it, we make these ideals, <laughs> and then it prevents us from really focusing on where we are now. Or if we're thinking, okay, once we get there, or when this happens, so yeah. it takes away from, from being fully present. So, so I love that. Yeah. Uh, so I was not living in the present, uh, mm. for sure. I was living in in the future and in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go from anxiety to, um, I would not say depression because right. I don't think I was <clears throat> really there, but I really getting sad yeah. uh, moments in time. So I was going back and forth. And then when I think I, I hit the wall and I made the realization, um, everything started shifting. I started uh, meeting more people, mm-hmm. getting uh, more real connections, actually, one uh, couple that I met, actually, when I um, made that conscious decision, is uh, a couple that today I can call them my family. It's part of my family here in LA, um, and we've created beautiful relationships. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it's once I I open myself 
things starting to happen naturally. Yeah. Like I started attracting the right people to my life. You're, you're saying, you're speaking my more. language. You're speaking my language because <laughs> I think that all of us have the ability to be able to bring in, and we already probably have amazing people around us and opportunities, but it's just a matter of really being able to be open to that and opening. And it's a perspective, right? We, right. we may think, oh, it's terrible that I am not with family, but yet there's people who can come into our life and become that family as well so yeah that's terrific and that's why you know uh, when I started coaching I started focusing mm-hmm. on that on helping mm-hmm. um, I started working specifically with women I, I worked also with men but um, mostly women um, helping them change their obstacles or limitations or what they believe that there are yeah. their obstacles or limitations into new opportunities because that's what I've noticed in myself that I, you know, the only person limiting myself to actually meet people and grow mm. and do all the things that I wanted, it was myself. Yeah, I had the choice to, you know, decide to be living here or decide to go back to Argentina. I was mm. the one deciding how often I wanted to go back to <clears throat> visit my family. I was the only one making all the decisions. So there was no point for me to be hanging into that those obstacles yep. that I laid on them obstacles um and not allowing myself to live my life how I really want it. So we choose and I think that this is one of the things that for you know and, and again I also work with women and I'm a coach and I think one of the biggest obstacles, I don't think I know, the op- biggest obstacles that I see that we tend to have in our life is really how we limit ourselves and is really the type of mindset and things that we believe are obstacles. But but really, as we begin to maybe shift in how we see things and in, in how we approach things as well, then we can begin to overcome these obstacles. Our brain is an amazing thing. And when we say it's difficult, it's hard. I can't, I won't, I should have, uh, then our brain says, okay, we can't, right? But if we begin Your to brain ask has a to different respond. question, right? If we begin to ask the right question and say something like, how can I? Or maybe it's a challenge as opposed to saying it's hard. Then our brain begins to figure out, oh, it's a challenge. How can I do that, right? And it begins to sort of work out the answer. So I, I, I feel that we're, we're definitely on the same page. Uh, totally. I see um, when I was looking at your new website, and, uh, you know, you, you share that with me. One of the things that really kind of blew me away is that you, well, first of all, I love, I love that it's in Spanish because it helps me practice my Spanish. I, I, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I am fully bilingual and I speak it, I read it, I write it. I, every once in a while, I'll have to catch a telenovela so that I can, you know, practice my Spanish. <laughs> You can call me and we can start practicing. Oh, okay. Well, perfecto. <laughs> Podemos hacerlo entonces. Uh, but one of the things that really took me by surprise is that you have um, the Enneagram test in your site. Yes. So yes. why why do you, do you have it? And are you certified as, as a coach that can work with the Enneagram? Or what? How? what is your familiarity with it? So um, actually, the anagram, I did the test for myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we put it on the website because of my sister. She gotcha. was the one pushing to put it in the website. Um, 
I'm not certified on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. I'm um, I'm a intervention strategist strategist coach. Okay, um, that's my my title, my certification. Um, however, my sister is. Um, I, I'm thinking how to translate it. Um, Say it in Spanish. I'll translate. <laughs> eh, coach ontológica. Oh, now you stop me. Yeah. Oh, see? <laughs> see? Okay, well. Um, oh. Now you're getting comfortable. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> right. No, that's all right. Hey, let's figure it out. Hmm. It's it, there. Uh, it's more um, focused toward the self and the you know the being and gotcha um, personalities and um, all you know. All I that. I so, am big on personality tests and, and 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 I will tell you that the Enneagram for me I've taken it and I've gotten two different results. So I am still um, perplexed by that. Well, you can. I, I'm. I, I'm not as familiar um, as my sister is uh-huh. in this field, but um, I think we all get two because there's one that is more um, prominent than the other mm-hmm. one. I also got two, and I think my sister is. She got two, but there was one that it was really clear that no mm-hmm. matter how many times she took the test, okay, there was one that always kept it's become uh, the dominant. The, the, the dominant. Interesting. So, um, yeah, their personality test. I love them. I do all of the ones yeah. that I've been receiving. Um, I've done the DISC assessment. Oh, what are you in the it. DISC? I am very familiar with the DISC. I use the <gasps> DISC with my clients. I'm C. You're a C. Really? C. I am surprised by that. I. What do you do? You know what I am with a, with a DISC? Can you take a Can you take a guess? Mm. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say, I, I, I'm trying to remember all of the fields. So it's, the, it's uh, dominant, uh, it's, uh, dominant, yeah, dominant. Um, you know, influential, the C. Uh, um, yeah. I should yeah, know I this, think right? you're an I. I am an I. I am, I am an I, but I'm also a D. I am uh, a very high D, ninety nine percent D and ninety nine percent I. Which I think that I was a C and an S. That's what my husband uh, is. So we we, <laughs> we meld together very well then because that's very complimentary. I I love that you you know you're using personalities because I think that is very important. And this is something that I work with my clients is is really having them help uh, help them understand. Where are they, right? And personality obviously evolves, but it's very important to understand yourself and what your tendencies are and what your strengths are and your areas of growth. And I think that for myself, even though I'm not an S or a C on the disc, those practices of being very detail oriented or being a, being having all of the information spelled out, it, it's very crucial for areas of success in my life. So in the areas in which maybe I need to get better at, I've had to go back into some of these skills and really be able to work on them. And the same way for my clients, right? Uh, Maybe someone is very detail-oriented, but they're not going to be someone who's very extrovert, but maybe they're in a job that is going to require them to to be a little more outgoing and step out in confidence. So these are the things that we work on and we create some very, some, uh, you know, very specific goals for that. 
That that's great. Um, the the disc it helped me um, also for couples. It's great oh, for both sure. to do it. Mm-hmm. I love that page um, about how to talk to X Y Z. Right. Um, right. And I exchanged with my husband the how to talk to Laura to, and he gave me the how to talk to Martin. Oh, very um, nice. We eliminated a lot of conflict based on that sure. because I was I realized that I was talking to him the mm-hmm. way I understood people because oh, definitely you know, that's how you know how I expect uh, to receive information and mm-hmm. once I understood that he receives information in a different way and in a different pace um, you know it's like oh right now I know I have to talk to him this way in order for him to process the information and understand it the same way I would so right. it's super interesting the, the the personality tests are amazing I I have to agree I know and I and I think that if for anyone who hasn't really taken a, a personality test you know find find one and then there's different ones out there and I certainly you know if you're working with a coach they can help you I actually um, I was at a meeting with uh, several coaches and some of them are Oh, I felt I felt a little bit inadequate in the conversation because most of these coaches, um, first of all, their credentials are ridiculous, right? They they have been coaching for years and are experts and masters in their field. And I'm sitting here like little old me. And um, but they actually were sharing some of the tools that they use. And I tell you, there are so many different uh, tools out there to really be able to figure out who you are. But to your point. And communicating with a spouse is very important to understand how they like to be communicated to, how they receive the information, because it, it really does eliminate conflict. And it, it really does uh, create a pathway to be able to um, have, you know, more productive communication, which is very important in relationships, whether it be with your spouse or another loved one. Yeah, or even in, you know, uh, work relationships when mm-hmm. you understand yourself you know also how to communicate to others and realize yep. uh, you know they're talking to me this way and you know I need to process the information in a different way in order for mm-hmm. me to understand it so you know you're more conscious you right you act and react in different ways once you know how you know you process information and how you are Absolutely. And I think that, you know, going back to the disc and, you know, you're talking about being a C and an S, that's conscientiousness and the, and the steadiness that a person has. Whereas someone like me who has that dominance and influence, we need to really be able to work together and, and understand how to, how to collaborate. And, um, I love that. I think that that's, uh, a wonderful quality and, and, and something that can build relationships no matter what. Um, so I have a question, uh, based on your sister and for you, and I wonder, you grew up in, in, in the same household and I have two sisters, so I'm not sure if I'm ready to work with them, but they're phenomenal, right? They're, they're amazing, but they're different from my, from myself. Are you and your sister very similar or different? No, we're totally different. Okay. Totally different. I I actually was super surprised when um, she decided to become a coach. Okay. I was like, oh, um, actually, she, after finishing high school, like, she became 
a an accountant. Mm-hmm. So she was an accountant. Then she um, was an auditor. So she was nothing. Wow. nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, like nothing like me. I, I was always interested. I, I was a kindergarten teacher. I was yeah. always uh, about um, how the mind works, you know, even from kids, how we evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she decided to become a coach, I was super com- surprised. And she's done many, many things like myself between being an accountant and becoming a coach, right? Um, and during that path, she was always saying, we're going to end up working together. I want to work with you. I, I love that. Yes, both um, traveling the world, um, working together. So, you know, uh, and now we're both coaches now both you know working I, think that, together. I think that's phenomenal I think that's phenomenal so now uh tell me something who would you say going back into your life created an area of influence and influenced you the most I would say my mom mm. my okay. mother that's yes. beautiful what what are some of the things that influence in what way did she influence you um, she's a very caring person. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's, she's a, a social worker and she always, um, from when we were little, she would take us to the places where she worked and oh. um, have us volunteer and help. So she always like, taught us so many values in different ways and you know um that's amazing. my father as well but I think my mother had more influence because you know she was the one working in these places and she had more um knowledge and push um over us in terms of what's right what's wrong and we spent yeah. more time with her um because my dad would right. travel a lot um so I think I, I got many things from my mom. Oh, that's, you know, I think up. that um, as women, when uh, we spend a lot of time with our mothers or there's always an influential person in our life and we we receive these lessons that we carry on. And I am sure that as I look at you and I look at your values, I see that that empathy and that social justice is part of who you are. And I love that you are taking that piece of your mom and spreading it and sort of like putting seeds all over the, the world. And I think that that's beautiful. That's great. Thank um, you. When when you started to work as a kindergarten teacher, and I I also started as a pre K kindergarten teacher a million years ago, we have that in common. Yeah. What what were some of the things that you enjoy the most of of doing that role? Um, as silly as it sounds, mm-hmm. I I enjoy the most being a kid with the kids. <laughs> um, actually, once I got um, called out of the classroom because the coordinator came and told me, you have to be the teacher, not another kid <laughs> in the classroom. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but I, I really enjoyed seeing the kids being 100% transparent mm-hmm. and, you know, um, with their silliness and all the, the 
the transparency yep. that we call in coaching, you know, um, transparency yes. in their selves um, where they don't have judgment, mm. they, you know, they say whatever comes to their, to their minds and it's, everything's fine. Everything's okay. Um, it, so I, I really enjoyed that. It's so great. And you, you know, you're taking me back a lot to, to a time also when I, I used to love that. And I think that that's one of the things that as adults, uh, we, we lose somewhere along the line is that ability to play, that ability to just have fun and let our guard down and go out. And, you know, for instance, kids don't, uh, second guess and think, oh, should I do that? Maybe I'll look silly. But they just go all yeah. in. And I think that we need to recapture a little bit of that because going yeah. all in provides our spirit with so much joy and it provides our spirit with um, just uh, an attitude of gratitude as well, right? Because we're so enthralled by the little things. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I love the most about kids is like they don't care about what people might think mm -hmm. uh, versus adults. We tend to compare us yes. all the time with others. And uh, I cannot say this because what is so-and-so going to think? You know, yep. we, we act uh, upon and uh, recently, I, I think we posted it in the last couple of days. One of the things we said is, um, you know, who we are versus what others see. Mm. Um, and I think we act more um, on how we think people are going to perceive that right. versus how we really are and how we really want to be. No, it's, that's so true. And I think that we all, we all uh, really censor ourselves. And I think that we, that's, that's when I see the confidence for women tends to decrease, right? Because I think that women tend to think, oh, you know, I cannot really be myself. I cannot really say the things that I want. Uh, and they start to then um, do one of those things that uh, I think that all of us at one point or another have done. And I'm certainly a recovering person in that respect. But that people pleasing, right? People tend to, especially women, we want to be liked. We don't want to <laughs> rock the boat. We don't want to say no. We don't want people upset. So then we end up um, just, you know, doing the things that maybe cause us a lot of stress and take away our confidence. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Are you confident? I would say so. Mm -hmm. I have my moments, of course. Um, but I, it's something about confidence um, that I think is that we all have um, different areas of our lives mm -hmm. that are constantly um, out of balance. Like we are not confident on those areas. Like let's say... I want to be confident about speaking in public. Mm -hmm. I'm, I might achieved um, my first step, but once I get there, I start to, you know, have that as my comfort zone. And there's going to be another level of public speaking mm -hmm. that I'm not comfortable mm. and I'm not confident. So I'm, I'm going to have to work towards that. So I think confidence, um, like many other things in personal development, um, are things that 
are a constant, never-ending improvement. It's always something to work about. Maybe it's in a different area. Maybe it's in the same area, but in a different level. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Now, what is one area that you're trying to build your confidence in? Public speaking. <laughs> I love it. We'll see here. That's why I think I probably thought about that example. <laughs> Well, I, and and I love the fact that you know specifically the area that you need to work on and you're starting to put yourself out there because I think that really confidence doesn't come from all of a sudden waving a magic wand and thinking, okay, boom, you're confident. It really comes from saying, okay, this is something I'm not really confident at. But the more that we work on it, the more that we work on a skill, the more we gain that skill and the more that we have competency in a skill, the more motivated we are doing it. And the more motivated we are doing something, the more confident we become. And it just becomes this cycle, right? In which confidence, skills, and motivation sort of work with each other. Totally agree. Yeah. Now, I I saw a post on your Instagram. And I, 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 well, you have lots of really good posts, but there's one in particular that I, I saw, I, I really, uh, I loved it because I think that as we're getting ready to close out a year that many of us, you know, mm. did not expect to go as it went, you, you come out, you have six things to eliminate from our lives. And I want to go ahead and, and touch upon them because I, I think that, um, this is a good piece of advice for everyone, right? So, one of the first things that you talk about is eliminating um, when we blame people for things that are happening to us. Why do you think that's important? I think that's very important because when we start to blame others, we take all the responsibility out mm-hmm. of ourselves. And when we don't mm. have responsibility upon our acts, there's nothing we can do. We're powerless. So starting to stop blaming others and starting to take responsibility on whatever part we had in that thing to happen, um, it moves the needle a lot because we start to take responsibility and uh, all of a sudden we start to take control over uh, the situation. So good. And now the second one is excuses. Tell me about why should we get rid of excuses? Well, excuses are the things we create because mm-hmm. they don't exist. We create in order to not achieve things. Yep. So whenever you find yourself saying, I can't, mm. it's actually saying, well, questioning that. Really? Do I, is it really true that I can't? Is it maybe that I don't want to? Mm. Is it maybe that it's not a priority for me at this Ooh, moment? That's so good. That's so good. Like, question yourself because excuses are the only thing that you create uh, for yourself and that you can easily remove from your life because it's under your control. I think that that's so good. And I think that for many of us, we end up really placing ourselves where we say, you know what, it's going to be too hard. Or I, you know, and I hear it like, oh, I can never lose, I can never change my job. I could never go out after that dream. And we have all these different reasons, but we never sit and evaluate, are they valid? Are they real? Are they true? And if 
you know, and how can we maybe think of it differently, right? And I think that um, I, I see in women specifically who want to shift careers, or maybe women had a dream one day, and they they maybe didn't achieve it, and life happened, and they find themselves so far away from that dream. There's a lot of reasons, and I think that that really blocks our confidence and going after it's having those excuses. You also talk about criticism. Yes. And, and all, and, uh, the perfectionism as well. So these two, I think, sort of relate. Uh, what about criticism? Is that self-criticism or criticism or others or both? Both. I would say both. Um, one is criticism toward others. It doesn't bring anything positive or valuable to your life. Mm-hmm. You know, spending time, um, criticizing others, it's not going to make you any good. It's not going to help you achieve your dreams. It's not going to help you become a better person. It's not going to help you in any way to uh, become better or achieve what you want. So um, it's something that is not necessary. Um, and there's a saying that is, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything. Don't, oh, my mom used to say that all the time. <laughs> if you don't have anything else nice to say, don't say anything. Well, she still says it, Ella. <laughs> Obviously, but I think that it's so true, right? I think that sometimes we it, it and it creates that energy when we are talking about like, oh my God, look at this person, look at that, and and we're really um, it takes away from our the eyes from us when we're trying to criticize others, and I think that sometimes it's easier to to put it out there on somebody else, but ultimately that may be something that we ourselves see in ourselves and it's easier to criticize in others. I I was going to say that uh, most of the times when we criticize others is kind of a reflection of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when you're criticizing others, just ask yourself why, and you will probably find similarities between uh, that person and yourself and probably is are those things that uh, it bothers about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that in my career and in my life, um, there's times in which I really had to evaluate and say, you know, why does that person rub me the wrong way? Or what is it about that person? And I thought, oh, my goodness, it's exactly something in me, right? And I had to really say, oh, I'm obnoxious like that or whatever it is, right? (laughs) And it really has to, that's an area of growth. And that's an area that the more that we view the these things in ourselves, if we can, and, and, and really, I think that a most important thing too, is that when we view things about ourselves that we don't like, we have to come from a lens of compassion. We have to come from a lens of, of curiosity as well. And not necessarily um, that judge really like, oh, you're terrible, or you're this. Hey, maybe if we, if we um, have tendencies that are less than ideal, we can say, wow, Julie, you know, you, you really, this is an area that you can grow. Maybe this is an area in which you can begin to shift. And the more that we allow ourselves to be self-compassionate, the more that we grow and we can evolve into, into a different place. Yeah, that's 100% true. Yeah, for sure. So now, um, what are some big goals and dreams that you're going after right now? Right now, um, well, um, since we recently created this company uh, with mm-hmm. my sister, um, I'm totally going after that. We have a vision of 
helping hundreds and thousands of people over the world, Spanish speaking, um, at the moment, then mm-hmm. I, I'm going to push my sister to get more comfortable with English. <laughs> um, that's great. That, that's where we're starting. starting. Um, and what are some goals? So um, one goal that I have, uh, and it will be in conjunction with my sister, is we are creating these course um for people to take over their lives, uh, mm-hmm. to discover their purpose in life, what they came here to do, what are their talents, and actually start living a life where it everything's aligned to those um, you know talents and your purpose here in your in you know in earth. I think that um, we go through life in such autopilot, then we really forget that we each have a purpose and we all have been called to something. And when we just go in this autopilot, um, we, we, uh, we are not evolving. And when we're not living our purpose and using our passions and do and being passionate about what we do, then it creates uh, that, that, um, um, discomfort, right? It's, it's, we, we're not, um, happy or, or, or fulfilled. And I think that discovering your purpose is very important. I love that you're doing that for people. I love that you're working, um, with an international crowd. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost wondering in, in, and I don't know, you know, for instance, I know my family in, in Latin America and the mentality in Latin America, it's sometimes a little more, a little different, but again, I can speak, um, very loosely. I mean, I haven't lived in Latin America my whole life. I have family that is there, but do you find that there is resistance to maybe being open to to this kind of thinking? No, I think that that depends on the person. I love um, it. And I think that now more and more people are trying to become more self-aware. I think that mm. we all got to a point where, um, you know, we're chasing and chasing and chasing things. Mm-hmm. And we, we we got to a point where we realized that we don't know what we're chasing. And, Love it. Uh, you know, we're all the time behind a screen. And then we're all the time complaining that we don't have time for the family. And now that COVID came and mm-hmm. you are stuck with your family. It's like, I don't have time for anything. But it's like, well, you have time with your family. That, right. That's what you wanted. That's what you wanted, and, right. Uh, you know, people realize that, oh, maybe that was not what I wanted or this is not the way I wanted it. So um, I think more and more people are starting to want to discover mm. um, what's their purpose. And um, <clears throat> we're getting a lot of people actually um, and that's why we, when we started, we had a, um, an idea and then we gave a couple of texts backwards because we're getting a lot of people saying, but I don't think I came here with any purpose. I don't think I have any talent. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I, I don't know myself. So um, we gave a couple of steps backwards. And um, right now, well, we created a free guide for people to download and start that journey of discovering themselves. Yeah. 
Um, so important. So important. We're, we're because of how we lived um, until now, mm-hmm. we're very disconnected from our true self. Oh, so true. And I think that um, I, I, I agree with you 100% that it's difficult to be able to when someone feels like, Oh, I don't I don't know if I have a purpose, right. And that's their frame of mind is because they've never really sat and thought about it. They they just start, okay, well, I have to go to school, I, I gotta gotta get a career, oh I have to get married, oh I have to raise my kids. But they never sat and evaluated all of that. Um and I think that helping them find that and I and I love that you have a free guide. I think that um it it really is going to ha- provide people with some tangible tools to be able to make that self-discovery, right? And really connect with that that person within them. Uh, are you a reader, Laura? I am. Okay, I what's am. your favorite book? I know they have books behind Ooh, you, but I I have many. <laughs> I have many um this is my corner um, over there, and there's more over there. Um, these are kind of my husband at the moment. Um, what's my favorite? Oh, I have so many. Um, I loved um, actually this one, the Marie Forleo. Everything's figure out about. Oh, I, I love Marie Forleo. It. Yeah, I um, love that. I think how to win friends and influence people. That's also a good from, one too. Oh, Dale Carnegie also. I yeah. love that one. Yeah. Marie um, Forleo is very fun. And I think that she, her, the principles that she's talking about, everybody, everything is figure outable, um, are not new principles, right? But I think that she makes, she makes it so fun to really be able to go back and, and, and exactly what we've been talking about, right? How you look at something and your mindset on it can really help you overcome the obstacles and, and, uh, you know, accomplish the things that you want. I actually, um, when the book came out and I love that everything is figure outable, I have a seven year old niece and, um, she's my little buddy. So I, I began to teach her. I, 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 she started the first grade last year and she's in second grade. Now I began to tell her, Hey, Amelia, everything is figure outable. And, she, and the first time I said it to her, she's like, what? 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 What's a big word? I don't know. And now every time I we talk, I say, Amelia, everything is? And she's like, figure outable. <laughs> so I my, love that yeah, my sister, My sister thinks I'm indoctrinating her, but you know, <laughs> I'm really trying to create a positive mindset. It's, it's my job. It's the aunt, right? And I think as parents, they have their job. They're doing a lot of great work. Both my sisters do a great job with my niece and nephew, but I I, I want to come in and, you know, put in a little seed of something in there. So have you yeah. read The Four Agreements? The Four Agreements? No. Um, I wonder. Yeah. So you should check it out. It's one of my favorite books. It's such a, such a good book. Um, and I, I, one of the reasons I love the book is because I think that um, it really provides everybody with an amazing um perspective, right, into um, how to be able to relate to other people and and, and the truths, you know, that really um, are covered in there. Talk about, you know, for instance, how I don't know how how um, you you are able to, you know, for instance, everyone, um, you, you know, give the benefit of the doubt to people. And maybe you, if you believe that people are out to get you, 
But it's not the type of mindset that uh, will serve you. So for instance, uh, if you believe that people are trying to do their best, then it allows you then be be able to, um, you know, look at people with compassion and look at them with love. So that's one of the books that I would recommend. And I mean, I, I, I'm a reader, I, so. I, I, I wrote it down. Um, yeah. And while you were talking, I, I, it came to mind another book that I loved. Okay. Loved, loved um, The Magic. Ooh. That is a 28-day um, journey that it okay. would take you towards gratitude. Oh, um, I love it. It's beautiful. It's it's one chapter a day. You read mm-hmm. it during 28 days. Okay. And there's exercises every day. Um, and it's beautiful because you touch um, through so many different stages. It's gratitude about um, money is gratitude mm. about your relationships is gratitude about your food and your body and your health and Ooh, everything I'm gonna like, have to check it out that's yeah totally so it's called the magic it. the magic okay I actually you know what I I my friend um she has a podcast and uh Dr. Laura Jagged and she um, she started a podcast is called how to life. And basically she mm. teaches people, uh, especially young people in their early, you know, late teens, early twenties, you know, what nobody really taught us to do certain things in life. Right. So she calls them mominars because she's a mom and she teaches people how to do things in life. Like she, she did a, a one on how to iron a shirt because nobody really teaches you these kind of things, but I need that one. <laughs> right. Like exactly. So she, um, the, the, the one thing that she posted on her Instagram the other day, she posted, uh, this, uh, this brand new, um, this brand new uh, like app, I guess that it's out there um, that does um, it, it's a gratitude app. So I mm-hmm. downloaded it and I am thrilled to see it because, and hold on, I'm trying to find the name of this app um, because I have a lot of, app. it's called gratitude. Okay. That was easy, but they have a great um, they also have a really great interface on on uh, Instagram, but you can uh, you can do affirmations, and it, they have right now a seven day gratitude challenge, and you mm-hmm. can do it on your phone, in which you can write stuff, and then they give you prompts, and then they have other resources, and they have quotes, and I, I love all of that. Right. So, Thank gratitude you. is a wonderful thing to be able to incorporate. I know that for me, when I started to really create. Um, mind shift, incorporating daily gratitude as a habit into my life made a big difference and it created an impact for sure. So I use it a lot and uh, a lot with my clients as well. Um, Even when, you know, they're trying to discover their purpose, it's, (laughs) there are most of the people that come to us, it's, I've noticed that they they don't have gratitude into their life. So right. they're not able to see the opportunities and they're not able to see the good in themselves because they're not grateful yeah. for their own beings. I agree. So I I use gratitude a lot in my practice. Yeah, for sure. And I and I do as well. And I think that when we when we focus and, and, and really what we focus on grows. And if we are not grateful for the little things in our life, then it becomes very difficult to be able to then um 
to to then be able to you know um, look and grow into into a better person and to really create the life that we want for ourselves because we're we we're always going to be wanting more and it's never going to satisfy us. We have never. to be satisfied with what we want right now. Yeah. So I I highly recommend that. Um, so Laura, in in if you had to say, um, what are some of the things that you want people to know that inspires you right now? Uh, what inspires me? Oh, so many things. Um, but I think the what inspires me the most is when people. Um, leave us comment or send us a message letting us know that our work have impacted their their lives in some way shape or form mm. um, I I do my best to answer all the messages that we receive uh, that's so my great. sister and myself both um, through uh, direct messages in Instagram mm-hmm. um, and I've had people contact uh, me specifically in my personal one uh, saying, oh, because I'm going through this and that. And I give them tools and, uh, uh, you know, strategies that they can use. And whenever they send me a, a voicemail or a text saying, I've been doing this exercise and it changed my life. It's like, that's that that makes my day. Like that. Oh, that's, that's so great. Now, do you do you get to go um, to Argentina often? I mean, obviously, with the pandemic, none of us can travel as often. But um, now, uh, I used to go once a year. Mm-hmm. Now, due to the pandemic, I'm I'm not gonna travel this year. Yeah. But yes, every year I make sure to go, and then my parents come once a year and then uh-huh. we get a lot of visit here. Oh, that's so nice. Now, what is one thing that you miss from Argentina? Besides family and friends? Yeah, besides family and friends. Tell me one um, thing. Food. <laughs> I food, say I would say. Yes. I have to say, so when I went to Argentina, um, I was there. I, I don't know if I told you when we first talked. Um, I was there for about four or five days. And it was um, it was what we call in Espanol, un, un viaje relámpago, or relámpago. a very fast trip, people. But it, it was so terrific. And um, I stayed in a hotel um, in La Recoleta. And this is a very a, nice be- area. It's a very beautiful area. And it's across the street from uh, the cemetery where Eva Perón is. Uh, and many mm-hmm. other luminaries of Argentina yeah. are buried. And uh, the, the cemetery itself is gorgeous, just stunning, like the 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 tombs are so beautifully created and they're works of art in itself and uh but i remember the one thing now i did take okay you're going to laugh um because i wanted to see as much of the city what we decided to do is we did a bicycle trip so we went uh, downtown and we rented bicycles and rode all over town in these bicycles i don't i didn't even know but it, it was super fun and then uh but I love the food and you go into these beautiful restaurants or even just little holes in a wall too. I never had a bad meal there. And at the time, okay, so I went a long time ago, but at the time you could get a delicious meal and it included uh, a, an appetizer, a huge meal. I mean, like 
I, I am a meat eater. I'm sorry for those <laughs> who are not. But and and these beautiful like meals and everything you can imagine, a bottle of wine and really, really inexpensive. Me too. And yeah, uh, it was so well, good. Right now, if you go, it's I I don't know. Uh, Oops, are oh, you there? I'm here. Go you ahead. You came back? You came back. Yep, there you go. Go ahead. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, so I don't know what are the prices right now, but the dollar versus the peso, it's ridiculous. Mm, um, I know. That's so, how it was when I went. And right now, if you're going, you're probably going to eat cheaper than when you used to go eat <laughs> many years ago. Oh, so. for sure. And and the one thing, too, that is really nice, even though it's a long flight, when I, I traveled from New York, but still, I my flight, I flew into Atlanta, and then my flight was a direct flight from Atlanta, and it was an overnight flight. So you you sleep in the plane, and you get there in the morning, and you have a full day. So it's very feasible to be able to do that um, at, at uh, that. So I highly recommend when you're able to travel, because I believe traveling is one of the greatest pleasures and one of the things that will enrich you and really fill your soul. And the world is beautiful to see, and, and meeting people from all over the world is going to change you. It's it's like reading amazing books to meet people from all over the world. Yeah. Um, but I, I uh, recommend going to Argentina, put it on your list. It's beautiful. And I need to go to Patagonia now because I didn't make it all the way down there. It's for sure on my list. And of course, I want to go to Antarctica. But my husband says that I'm on my own for that one. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't like the cold. No, he doesn't like the cold. I mean, who likes the cold? But listen, I want to see the whole world. And my, I'm running out of time with this pandemic. We need to get a vaccine and get going. The glaciers. You have to go see the glaciers. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, again, I, I, um, I'm so looking forward to getting back to traveling. My first trip for sure is going to be Spain, though. I need to go back and complete the, com uh, complete the Camino de Santiago, which I started. So, Oh, beautiful. I We went last year to Spain. Oh, I love uh, With Spain. the whole family. It was beautiful. Oh, that, where did you stay? Uh, we did a lot. We went <clears throat> to Madrid, mm -hmm. um, Tarragona, Zaragoza. Oh, beautiful. Um, we did... Um, Um, what was it? Um, I'm, I'm missing names now. Did you, um, Toledo? Valencia. Did you go to Toledo, Valencia? And, uh, not Toledo. I did Toledo many, many, mm -hmm. many years ago with my parents. But um, it was really hot because we went in August. Oh, yeah. It's very um, hot there in the summer. We went to um, Los Pirineos Catalanes. Oh, stunning. Yeah, I've been there. Gorgeous. Mm. Um, So it was it was a very nice trip. Um, yeah, Spain is a wonderful country, and there's so many different cultures within the country that you really have to be able to experience those. And um, I know that uh, my mom lived in Barcelona for many for for a few years. Oh, we she went, went to, to Barcelona yeah, she well. went to school in Barcelona, and uh, I I think that the architecture, the people, the food, everything it's amazing. And and it and the food varies from region to region. So it's very important that when you go into if you decide to go into Barcelona or you're going into Madrid, that you realize that you're not seeing the whole country there. Just like in the States, if you're down south, it's not going to be the same as going to Seattle, right? The the culinary yeah. and the, the the people are are people are people, they're lovely, but you're also seeing a different part of, of, of the culture when you travel throughout like that. 
And Spain also is a country where everywhere you eat, you're going to eat delicious food. Oh my gosh, for sure. I need a very good paella right now. I have not had that. So my mom makes a very, very good paella. And I don't think she's going to come here for Christmas. So I am going to have to figure out. But there's something that I think it's she makes, you know, she has, um, well, growing up, she would would have a, a big paella pot, like a real authentic and, you know, I don't have that. So maybe I need to find me one to make something really oh. good. <laughs> anyway, but Laura, our time is coming to an end. I have had so much fun. I cannot believe that we've been, you know, talking and chatting for so long. I love just listening to you speak about what you're passionate about and how you're helping other people find their purpose and how you're working with your sister. And you're really creating a great community. Where could people find you on the Internet? Um, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this opportunity, for this conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, and where we can, they can find us. Um, our Instagram is reinventate con propósito. And um, if it's easier for the English speakers, you can find myself uh, uh, in Instagram as well as no.laura. Um, and in there, I have the link to the other yeah. one. And I will put that um, on the show notes, but I love okay. hearing you say it. So Perfect. I will put that um, on the show notes so that people can find you and can link. And if they, you know, and certainly, you know, you have a lot of really great content. And, and what I love is that you're really providing people with a guide and you're giving them some tools. Yes. And I don't know when this is going to air, but um, on November 17th, we are going to have a free master class about gaining confidence. Oh, I love um, it. And then on the 23rd, we're starting a 15-day challenge about discovering your purpose and live more purposefully. Oh, so. I love it. I love it so much. Well, so, I, I actually, um, I just did a play challenge in which um, we talked about being peaceful you, being a purposeful you, mm-hmm. being a powerful you. And if you are powerful and healthy and strong, then you can become and, and live your passion and become more prosperous. So I'm a big believer on that. I also have a, have a, a, pros, a pr- finding process prosperous you uh, workbook that you know who knows let's collaborate let's talk offline maybe we can do Perfect. something and yeah and, I was uh, gonna say tell, yeah. send me your I'll send your guide you I'll, 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 I'll we'll, we'll collaborate and we'll do something together I love it you, you're Perfect. a very fun person and I, I love to have you in my universe so thank you for visiting Casa de Confidence I hopefully we'll get to see each other in the future and uh, in person and hang out when I come to to California because I need a Cali trip yeah, and you're in New York, right? I'm in Connecticut. So, Connecticut. but but if you come okay. to New York, and I'll give me, I, I, I'm a New Yorker. I'll go into New York. It's, I need, I I never need a reason to go in. I love it, and I love Perfect. giving people a tour of New York City. So, if anybody wants to come to New York City when you can, my pleasure. I will meet you and take you about town. Sounds perfect. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Laura. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. All right, I've waited long enough. You've waited long enough? I have waited long enough. Hmm, For the David story? Yes, David story. You said you know the David story. Well, I I have waited long enough for you to tell the rest of the world. Okay. But but first, what was the favorite part of that interview for you? 
Okay, it's not a very tangible part because I love the conversation, but here's what my favorite part about the conversation is. I love the fact that no matter who you are and where you are, you can find people to resonate with and you can find people that are amazing and in, intrinsically ready to make an impact in the world and they begin with themselves. Mm. And I think that that is something that, you know, we, we want to do so much and we sometimes allow our voice to talk us out of it mm. because we allow the doubter in us to say, who am I to do this? Mm. But being able to then step into what you're meant to do or your zone of genius means that you stop listening to that voice or you still listen to the voice and 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 we all we can't really shut down the negative thoughts but we need to make friends with the negative thoughts we need to um our our inner critic needs to be our frenemy and the reality also is that you know one of the things that i notice in this interview is that we have to put ourselves out there and we have to really be able to and you know for instance laura came to this country and she um you know didn't know a lot of people and began to build a new life for herself and she realized that she wanted to be more and do more and help others and in her inspiration to help others she is also growing and becoming better herself so awesome. i love that so that was my favorite part cool so now i want to talk about david well we've been waiting for like 40 some minutes for um, the david story gosh okay so david my mom in 2000 i think it was 2004 she decided to take my sisters and my cousin margarita um on a trip to um, to, you know, on a European vacation, whatever. Like Chevy Chase? No, not at all. Although that could have been fun. But basically, I could not get away for a whole month, which is what I think my mom and sisters and cousin, who is like a sister, traveled It's a for. long vacation. Um, I could only go away for two weeks. But here's the thing. They were on a guided tour on a bus with a tour guide. Yeah, it's your kind of your kind of vacation, right? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Julie's very non tour ish. Yeah. So anyhow, now mind you, this was the first time I was going to be in Italy, and of course, uh, being in, being a lover of art and history, I definitely wanted to. Now I, ha I had the specific things that I wanted to do, and this is the downside. Now, hey, I don't want to yuck your yum because if you're into tours and you know, you want to go on a tour where they tell you where to go, what to eat, what to, you know, where. It's kind of funny because the first time you took me around New York City, you took me on a tour bus. <laughs> because we were short of time, okay? Listen. It's a good quick way to get the, the broad strokes. Sure. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, you were also with me when I can give you some of the background information of the places. And I knew more than the tour guide knew. But yeah, that's and neither here nor there. the tour guide soon found out that. You knew more because you kept telling him what he said, what he said was wrong and what was right. <laughs> oh my God, you make me sound like a bitch. <laughs> but perhaps the story may confirm that or deny that. So we 
got okay so we went to milan i met my mom in spain my sister's in spain and then we flew into milan and then from there we were going to florence now my mom booked this tour with a friend of hers who is a priest from el salvador and everybody from the tour was from el salvador and they were all wearing these like yellow like super yellow scarves and yellow is really not a color I choose to wear. So when, you know, and I, I was, I guess, a little clueless because I was reading and. Well, if you go into Italy yes. and you're Catholic, a lot of times you wear yellow. I know because of the Pope. I get it. Yeah, it's the yeah. papacy's color. Yeah. It's, okay. Okay. But uh, so we get into the bus the first day and we're on our way to Milan to, um, and to Florence to see, from Milan to see the to to see the city and i get into the bus and i go in you know it's a little i, I had been to the bar the night before with my <laughs> sisters <laughs> and i i get into the bus and then i put my headset on turn on my music and begin to read as a matter of fact i was reading the da vinci code i'll never forget oh my god sacrilege so i'm reading the da vinci code (laughs) and then i didn't realize that when people got on the bus the first thing they did is that they were playing the praying the rosary but i was clueless because i was reading so of course you know the the tour guide francesca was already like not happy with me fine because she thought i was sacrilegious but whatever so then we get into florence and it's about 7 30 8 a.m and we begin to walk down the street and then all of a sudden we come by the galleria the academia of florence italy where david is housed right and i um i i said francesca are we getting in line she's like oh no the line is too long you can't go inside to see david you, you, uh, I will take you around the city and we will see statues where you can buy one. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I have a great place where you can buy t-shirts and replicas of David. And I'm like, Francesca, I came to Italy. I want to see the real David. Oh, there's no time for that. We're going to walk around the city and we're going to go to the tourist place. I'm like, um, excuse me. I want to go anyway. So short, long story short, or short, or long story, less short, or a little short. That's no such thing when you're telling a story. Okay, whatever. So basically, I said to my mom, I said, are you kidding me? Like, I came here to see this gallery. And and she's like, my mom's like, well, just meet us in the bus when it's done. (laughs) Needless to say, one of my sisters, who were named Nameless, was not happy that I was going to break away from the tour. And they were a little miffed. But you know what? I came to Italy to see David, among other things. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to miss it. So I broke away from the herd. And then, you know, and here's the lesson in here, right? Like, the tour guide said no. People were upset. And I had to make the decision. Did I want to please others? Or did I want to do what I felt that I wanted to do and I wanted to do it because I would have regretted not being in Italy and seeing the real David 
And guess what? It didn't take that long to get in. The line wasn't that long. And if I would have allowed myself to go by what other people's opinions were, I'd still be sitting around wondering if I could see David, especially now in pandemic when you can't travel. So I saw David, had a great time, met some wonderful people, walked around Florence, got to see Dante's little, um, you know, where Dante's uh, divine comedy was uh, inspired. And I saw places in this new city, new to me, that people in the bus did not see. They went to like a place where they sold them t-shirts and gelato. And listen, if that's your kind of vacation, perfect, then enjoy it. But I know that I would not have enjoyed that. So Did, did you get a David trinket? No. Why would I get a <laughs> David trinket? Who needs a naked man with, you know great physique when i have you wow that's for that <laughs> one i guess oh, so anyway needless to say also francesca our tour guide did not like me very much the following day when we hit rome she left me behind before i could come out from <laughs> breakfast well she just assumed you weren't gonna tag along no she said we're leaving in 10 minutes and i said oh do i have time to go and get a hat because we were going to the Vatican, and she said, of course. And guess what? I went upstairs, got my hat, came back out, and she and her bus were gone. Because you probably took 20 minutes. And then and then I said, th- no, I did not take 20 <laughs> minutes, first of all. And then second of all, when, we, when I came out, I was like, huh, she must have mistaken me for someone who doesn't travel. Mm. So what did I do? Oh, excuse me, taxi. And I got a taxi and I figured, why not? I will meet him up. I will meet up with them in Vatican City. And it's not going to be a problem. They're all wearing their bright yellow handkerchiefs. And how am I going to miss them? (laughs) So I get into Vatican City and I'm so cocky, right? Like, oh, who does she think she is leaving me behind? Of course, I'll see them group with the yellow handkerchiefs in Vatican City and I go and I'm going <laughs> and everyone's through, right? wearing yellow Wait, yeah, oh my that, god <laughs> but this is the this is the best part okay so I'm walking in and you have the 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 Vatican City guard you know the Swiss guard and um, I'm like wow this is kind of crowded and there's a nun in front of me and I'm like how come this is so crowded today she's like well this is the first year anniversary of the Pope becoming Pope. So everybody's come here for a benediction. It's Wednesday. I'm like, oh my. <laughs> so anyhow, so then I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Where, and, you know, apparently my group had like a reserve section near the stage or whatever, mm-hmm. the altar. I was like, oh, how do I the get stage. there? Well, the altar. <laughs> so anyway, so then I'm like, okay, I need to get in. So here I am with this nun, and then you have to, and those, this is like a long time ago, you had to go through like metal detectors even then, right? So I'm going through the metal detector, and then all of a sudden, they were pushing, they were directing people to the general section, which was all the way in the back, because of course, you know, everybody else had gone in already. And then I, I look at the Swiss guard, I'm like, um, and then I like pointed to the nun <laughs> in front of me, I'm like, I'm with her. So he kind of wove me in because, you know, I was with her. I had been speaking to her online. And lo and behold, she was much closer than my group was. So, ha, Francesca, I got to wave at her from the front. Say, <laughs> here I am. So, yeah, that did not go well either. She she left me again. So, anyway. That's my story. 
It was a very good story. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm going to have to tell more travel stories, I think, because I love (laughs) it. (laughs) Anyhow. Anyhow, my love. Well, I think that was a great story, and I I love that interview, and I hope everyone has a great week. Absolutely, and put January behind us. What was wrong with January? There was nothing wrong. Wonderful things happened in January. (laughs) You know? We got a new president. Really? You had to go. I got a vaccine. I there got was vaccine. some sadness and there were some troubling things. Yeah. But let's look at the bright side and remember mm-hmm. to go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's Mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's Mastermind.